views, information, or opinions expressed in the following podcast are solely the views of the individuals involved and do not represent the views of any third party. Any information provided is of a general nature only and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. In particular, you should seek financial advice prior to making a decision. Hello and welcome to today's podcast titled Taking Control of Your Business Realm, presented to you by Judo Bank in partnership with Grant Thornton. My name is Brett Alessandrello and I'm a proud member of the Melbourne Relationship Team here at Judo Bank. I'm joined today by two guests. The first of these is Michael Skinner, Partner and Head of Private Advisory at Grant Thornton in Melbourne. Michael holds Masters of Tax, Bachelor of Business, and is a member of the Institute of Chartered Accountants and Taxation Institute of Australia. Michael has nearly two decades of experience working within professional services across all aspects of the business advisory and taxation, and across a vast range of industries, including retail, which is dealing with some significant disruption currently, so Michael should have some great insights for us today. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Brad. How are you going? Great to be here. Our second guest today is Jace Gorn Buckland, partner at Grant Thornton. Jace holds a Bachelor of Commerce and is a member of the Institute of Chartered Accountants and Taxation Institute of Australia. Jace has over 12 years experience in professional services and has a real passion for assisting business owners in achieving their personal and professional goals. Jace acts as a growth advisor and often performs an outsourced CFO and is a tech enthusiast. Welcome, Jace. Thanks, Brett, for having me. Keen for the uh, conversation. So thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, today's topic, taking control of your business realm. Our goal today is to provide some information and insights from industry professionals that you, the business owner, can take away and put into practice. It's our hope that the information will serve as an enabler of affirmative action. The current impacts of COVID on society and on businesses means that many of us are needing to be reactive and that can often make us feel as if we're not in control. This can be uncomfortable for all of us, but in particular our business owners who we know generally to be optimistic and action orientated. We hope that our podcast today will provide some insights as to how the business owners can take control of their business as we close out FY 2020 and head into FY 21. So I want to start the conversation today with um, the concept of foundation practices versus throwing out the rule book. Uh, successful business owners often talk about planning and execution as a cornerstone of their success. Um, but given the current COVID environment where businesses are needing to be agile, adaptive, nimble, we're hearing these words all the time, I'm keen to get your thoughts, Michael or Jace, on the relevance of traditional practices versus throwing out the rule book. Yeah, you're right, Brett. Um, but I guess now's not the time to throw out the rule book in my mind. Now's really the time um, to have greater focus and, and and I guess apply those foundation principles around planning and execution. As the old saying goes, if if you fail to plan, you really should be planning to fail. Um, I guess the slight difference in this type of environment that that we're talking to our clients about is generally when you plan, you you look out above the horizon, you look greater than 12 months, you might look at two, three, five years. We're really talking to our clients now about focusing just on the next 12 months, really focusing on what that means to your business. Um, 
really looking at your business and I guess the resilience around your business and putting in place measures to ensure that you can de-risk or, or at least limit that risk as much as possible. And to that end, most of the conversations we're having is around cash flow and cash flow management. And it's really back to basics in that regard. It's really looking at cash flow forecasts back on a weekly basis. So we're suggesting to clients look out no more than say 12, 13 weeks and really get back to the, the old um, receipts and payments, looking at, um, at, at, at how your cash is trending and the like. Work out what improvements can be made, highlight I guess where those lumps and bumps are and, and put plans or measures in place to assist you through those. I guess in doing that as well, look at what other vulnerabilities there may be in the business. Um, look at your supply chain, look at your distribution channels, and, and I guess make sure you've got plans in place in case there are hiccups that come through those. And a, uh, a, a good client example, I guess, in the early days of COVID, if you like, where um, they they manufacture certain parts um, of their, their, their production out of China. And obviously China was the first to go into full lockdown and ports were closed and the like. So that particular client had a lot of trouble in sourcing their product. Um, so what they what they did do though was was able to open up other other um, I guess suppliers in other parts of Asia, but also in Australia. And whilst it took a little while to get that get those parts through, they were able to eventually fulfil their orders um, and get back on with business, if you like. So not only did did that. Um, assist in the short term, but ultimately is de-risk their business moving forward and that they now have a number of suppliers that they can rely on in order to um, fulfill their, their their orders and their deliveries for their clients. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's much more that I can add there. That was um, a great summary, Michael. And, and um, as Michael outlined, at the moment, fundamental business practices are more important you know, now than ever before. Uh, and that includes cash management processes, uh, engaging with appropriate advisors, focusing on the the application of resources within the business, um, and ensuring a relevant and updated business strategy. Um, but it's also a time um, to be agile and open to new possibilities and opportunities. Um, this will be key to business survival and even possibly growth during this period. And we've seen this through, uh, you know, gyms going completely online um, for a stream of revenue or take. Um, uh, uh, hospitality industry going takeaway. Um, so it is a time where we can try and embrace new opportunities within our businesses. Um, so I think it's an important time to embrace change and adopt new ways of doing business and new ways of engaging with our customers and our employees. And an example of this is just um, the way that uh, businesses are now using technology a little bit differently to what they were before. Um, so just making sure that you know your, your technology within your business is updated and it's um, it's helping you interact um, in, in a different and sometimes better way with your customers and your employees than what you previously had. All right, that is um, excellent perspective, guys. Thanks for that. So what I'm hearing there is fundamentals as a foundation with agility and adaptability as say levers of sustainability and success. So um, yeah, as I say, excellent insights there and perspective. Um, next topic, let's talk actions. Um, this is a bit I'm really sort of passionate to get across. Um, so we're currently mid-June. Uh, if I look back, January 25th was the first confirmed case of coronavirus in Australia. Uh, Feb saw a number of 
travel restrictions progressively implemented as we sort of watch things unfold globally. March 13 was the first announcement from the Australian Prime Minister restricting non-essential gatherings of 500 people or greater, um, and then a raft of other restrictions uh, that we saw come and, and some are being lifted now since that time. But essentially, we've been living in a state of COVID awareness for almost six months now um, and in a, in a state of COVID-impacted environment uh, for at least three months and, uh, and maybe more depending on your industry. So I'm very keen to get your thoughts on what businesses should definitely have done by now. Um, and if they haven't done these things, is it too late? Well, Brett, I'd like to think that uh, nothing is too late um, and that um, there are a whole lot of things that business owners and leaders uh, should have done by now. But if they haven't, then definitely time to start considering these things. I'll run through a few of those. Um, so, uh, I mean, by now, you, you should have really understood the effects of, of COVID and this new economic environment on the revenue and cost structures of your business and how that's maybe changed those. Um, and, and hopefully identified some pivot opportunities within the business and changes of focus, you know, maybe uh, things that were relevant previously are no longer relevant and, and it's time to now change your focus and your application of your resources. Um, Michael spoke previously about uh, cash flow and um, one thing that's key to that is three-way forecasts. Uh, I think it's vital for businesses to make sure that they have updated uh, three-way forecasts, um, which are really going to help the business through this time. And um, stress testing those three-way forecasts is also very uh, important right now, just to see in, in a scenario analysis um, you know, if things got worse uh, and by how much worse, uh, what would that look like on the business and how would the business uh, cope with that? Um, I think it's an important time to make sure, as I said, that the your, your resources are allocated appropriately during this period. And uh, maybe now isn't the, the right time to go and um, open up a new business unit or, um, you know, introduce a new product. Um, maybe now is the time to focus on core business activities uh, and make sure that your resources are applied there um, in, in whatever um, part of the business that will reap the best um, benefits for that business. Um, it would have been good by now for business owners and leaders to ensure that their workforce is appropriately sized and skilled um, for, for the journey ahead for the next six to 12 months. Um, and it would have been good for, um, for those businesses to engage with their bankers as well. Obviously, cash is very key during this time. Uh, so engaging with uh, your, your bankers, your finances, um, just to have those initial conversations about what the next six months looks like um, and, and how to make it through, uh, but also make sure you, you're well set up for any of the challenges ahead. Um, th there's a range of government uh, stimulus measures and support measures uh, that are available. And so if you haven't spoken to your advisors um, or done the work yourselves by now, um, then it, it's probably time to have a look at that. Um, specifically, the cash flow boost is, is a nice uh, refund or credit um, to your PAYG withholding for your employees. Uh, the JobKeeper program is vital for businesses at the moment. Um, payroll tax refunds or concessions are very important, and even things like the business support fund in Victoria. 
Um, ATO support measures are available, which uh, you can defer some of your tax liabilities um, and also get refunds for some of the tax that you may have already paid for this financial year. Uh, they are obviously deferrals, and so they need to be factored into your cash flow forecast going forward, um, but they might be a, a nice little benefit to help you manage your cash at this time. Um, and it's also, as I said before, um, an important time to consider um, your IT infrastructure and your technology and how you're enabling your people to deliver and remain engaged and, and how you're best interacting with your customers. Yeah, from my perspective, Jace, agree with all of that. I guess I'd just like to round out this, this, this conversation just really by, I guess, stressing the importance of having a strong and robust financial plan and then forecast in place and then having those conversations with your, your stakeholders, your bankers, your suppliers, your financiers, et cetera. And the earlier you do that, the better. Like you said, Jace, um, hopefully most businesses have started to have those conversations already. But if you haven't, now's the time, and I strongly encourage you to start having those conversations. And just reiterate that that strong that 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 financial plan is really the, the the imperative behind it all. Stakeholders who you're looking to for support, I guess, can't um, help everyone. Um, and, and help everyone to the same level and degree. Therefore, having that robust plan, um, having it underpinned by strong financial forecasts will give them some comfort and clarity and I guess put them in a better position to be able to help you um, as much as they can in the support that they provide your business going forward. All right, thanks guys. Um, again, great information. As I'm listening to that though and thinking as a business owner, there's a lot to digest, um, you know, and there's a lot of different things happening there. So I guess if I'm trying to take out, you know, a simple action item out of that, um, I'm hearing it's key to be engaged with your advisors and your stakeholders and, and to have the right people around you at this time. Um, so again, great insights and, and, and great advice there. Looking at where we are at, um, we're approaching the end of financial year 2020. Um, Traditionally, you know, June tax time, um, businesses would be, you know, doing a stock count, writing off, writing off obsolete stock, um, maybe buying a vehicle. Um, if I was to take a light-hearted approach, I'd say, you know, departments are, are spending the last of their budgets to make sure that they get the same allocation next year. Is this year, June 2020, any different? to prior June, you know, end of financial year? Um, and if so, what should business owners be doing prior to June 30 this year? Yeah, great question, Brett. Um, and I guess it's different in some ways. And just to reiterate what we've been talking about, cash and cash flow management, I guess, to businesses at present is, is, is critical. Um, and I guess a lot of tax deductions and tax breaks come from spending, as you've, as you've just said. Um, in my mind, and, and the fundamental principle I always have and the things I discuss with my clients is, is really when you're looking at um, an investment in a piece of equipment or a particular um, spend on, 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 on something for the business, it really should 
um, come off the back of the overall business direction and having that commercial decision in mind and not necessarily be geared towards the tax benefit that you're going to get or the tax deduction that you're going to get. Um, it really needs to be um, an overall commercial business decision as to why you go, go ahead and do something. Um, a good example, I guess, currently is the 150K, 150,000 instant asset write-off. Fantastic, really good in theory. Um, and you, you hear on the radio and on TV ads and the like about end of financial year savings. So sorry, end of financial year sales and the savings you can get. But I guess I I just ask business owners to really think about that particular acquisition. Think about um, before they go out and spend, is that acquisition really business critical or is it just a nice to have? Could you potentially utilise that cash, that investment in other areas of the business where you may be able to get more out of it, get a better return on investment than just, I guess, buying that asset for the sake of getting a tax deduction? Because um, really, in, in in reality, if you spend 150 grand, the tax saving that you get at at the corporate rate is is anywhere between 40 and 45 grand, depending on whether you're at 30 percent or 27 and a half. Which really means after tax, you're still spending 110 grand, which can be a lot of cash to to outlay on a particular asset. Um, saying that, I. I've got a really good recent client example um, where the the instant asset write-off worked perfectly for them. They run a chain of takeaway restaurants, um, largely in the CBD and in food courts, and they were impacted severely by the lockdown and and, and businesses working from home, people not going to shopping centres and, and and the like. What they did was was pivoted their business and, and thought about a different way or a different channel to market. So they went out and, and invested in some trucks and fitted them out as food trucks. Um, so that they could take their their business out into the suburbs where the where the people were, where the people were working from. So, so in their example, the instant asset write-off is perfect for them. Not only do they get the the, the tax benefit from it, but equally they've they've now um, geared up and invested in a different channel to market. So they'll get the long longer term benefit from 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 that investment as well. Which, to my mind, as I say, as I said up front, is is always the key to these things. Not the tax not the tax outcome, but the commercial decision and the long term investment in your business. Yeah, exactly right, Michael. And if you get a tax benefit out of it, then you know it's an added bonus. Um, but really, the spend needs to fit into your overall cash management strategy. Um, if, in addition to what Michael has run through there, um, there are also still some certain tax planning measures that can be considered coming into year end. Some do require the outlay of cash, uh, so you, you spend your money and you get a tax benefit for it. Uh, and then some are just considerations that business owners and leaders should make at the end of the year in conjunction with talking to their advisors. Um, it's good to think about and accrue costs to the business that, according to tax concepts, have been incurred. So some of this is going to get a little bit technical, but I think it's important for business owners and leaders to consider. Um, so th those costs need to be incurred from a tax perspective, which essentially means that they can be reliably estimated and they're definitively committed to paying those amounts. Um, if, if, you accrue, if you can accrue those costs, then you'll get a deduction for those in the current financial year. Um, bringing forward any of your employee superannuation guarantee payments and therefore bringing forward the tax deduction uh, to pre-30 June and just making sure those payments have gone through and cleared before 30 June. Uh, determining and communicating any employee bonuses prior to year end, it's an interesting time and 
Um, and some businesses may not be in the position to pay bonuses, but I, I do have some clients that are still paying some bonuses. Um, those bonuses need to be determined and communicated to those employees prior to the end of the financial year for any provision for those bonuses to be deductible. Considering um, a business owner should consider whether it's beneficial to use uh, one of the other allowed stock valuation methods to value their closing stock and whether that might um, give them a better benefit or a better result from a tax perspective. It's a good time to review your fixed asset register and your stock listing to identify any obsolete um, items or, or um, lost or perished items. Um, and it's good to review your accounts receivable listing as well at this time of year and identify any essentially bad debts that are on that listing so that you can write those off. All right, that's excellent. Um, great client example, Michael. Thank you for that. Um, Jace, some really good technical information to take away there. It, it really highlights, um, you know, that the devil's in the detail with this stuff um, and, and, you know, people really need to be across their business um, and, and make sure that the costs and the benefits of their decisions are, are the right ones. Um, so, Let's look forward a little bit. You know, there's no denying at the minute that um, the business landscape has changed for many businesses, probably most. The scale and rate has just been incredible. Um, I've heard a good deal of commentary around unprecedented times, economic references to historical events such as GFC or the Great Depression. Um, but at this point, I really feel like time is the only thing that's really going to provide us a clear view on exactly where COVID fits in to the history of economic events. Um, there's still a lot that we don't know. Um, but one thing that we do know with absolute certainty is that change creates opportunity. Uh, so with that in mind and noting that our businesses or business owners are heading into FY 2021, uh, what should businesses be doing to make the most of the current environment? Well, as we've been talking about so far, Brett, um, one good thing to come out of this sort of new economic and business environment is that it's presented business owners and leaders with opportunities that they maybe weren't aware of or given them an opportunity to accelerate the implementation of new initiatives. Um, it's also allowed them the, the, um, the time and the, and the, um, the opportunity to update their go-to-market strategy or undertake a significant business pivot. Um, it, it's it's an, it's also an, an opportunity to prioritise things that the business owners and leaders previously didn't have time for, or that are, that are really important now more than ever. Uh, some of these things include, um, it, you know, it may be a good time to review the current business and ownership structure and consider the appropriateness of those in the context of the the current business operations and strategy, um, or asset protect, protection and uh, tax efficiency. Um, it's, it's a great time going forward as well to engage, as we've said, with the, the appropriate advisors. Um, you know, and a specific example is to engage with lawyers um, to review relevant agreements and contracts. Um, one of the examples there is just to, to review employment contracts and contractor agreements to make sure that they're airtight and that, you know, the right awards uh, are being uh, disclosed in there and, and, and the contracts are aligned with the business. Um, ensure that uh, business and owner insurances are appropriate for now and, and the time going forward. Um, so make sure you consult with the right person there and just make sure that all of the insurances are right for the business. Um, 
consider updating or overhauling the strategic business plan and the marketing plan. Consider how the focus of your business or your go-to-market strategy has now changed given COVID and given the new business environment. Um, take this time to, as I said, better engage with your advisors and your bankers, your accountants, your financial planners from a personal wealth perspective, um, your lawyers. This will increase your confidence in your financial position, but then also allow you to gain insights into your industry and maybe what other businesses in your industry are, are thinking about and doing. Um, and finally, it's important during this time to develop a, a COVID uh, business continuity plan. Um, this will allow your business to not only survive this turbulent economic time, but also potentially grow and evolve. Um, this plan can include things like uh, identifying trigger points for decision-making purposes, and then opportunity or action lists if those trigger points are, are reached. Uh, developing communication protocols, both for internal and external purposes. Uh, ensuring that, as we've spoken about, that three-way forecast is in place and continually updated and stress-tested. And identifying finance alternatives or potential access to additional capital. Because, as we know, during this time, we may run into some issues from a cash perspective. So it's important to know that in a bind, how are we going to get past those hurdles or over those hurdles? Yeah, just like to reiterate it, I guess, round out as well, Jace, it, um, some of what you said there and what we said earlier. Um, in my mind, it's really time for business owners to get to know their numbers deeply, intricately, um, understand their margins, understand their specific return on particular product lines and the like, and be across the cash flow. On top of that, talk to stakeholders, talk talk to your suppliers, your customers, others in the supply chain. It's really time to protect those relationships. Those people are key to you and your business moving forward. Um, and I guess just picking up what you said there as well, Jase, don't go back into your comfort zone. Don't continue doing what you were doing previously when, when we do come out of this COVID environment. Continue to look for ways to, I guess, innovate and do things differently. And I guess if cash flow or your balance sheet or funding allows, look for opportunities to potentially invest further. Um, potentially look at your supply chain and bringing in-house part of that supply chain so that you can do it under un, under your roof. Perhaps look at a complementary business that you might be able to acquire. Um, got a, a good client example that um, they operate in the manufacturing animal slash agri type area, run a, a, a factory up in, in central Victoria. Um, presently, they're, they're, they're at full capacity. They're running three shifts, 24-7, basically. Got a lot of... Um, good volume supply of raw materials. Um, but um, coming out of Victoria and, and the region they largely operate in, but they see that there's opportunity up in um, northern New South Wales and um, southern Queensland for them to take advantage of um, a couple of businesses up there that aren't going so well. Um, so they're looking at um, a potential acquisition up there of a, of, of a like business. And equally, they've also identified some distressed assets, not in the exact same industry, but at, but assets or production lines that they could, I guess, convert into, into their particular operations. So I guess they're, they're lucky that they've got the cash and the balance sheet to be able to support that. But there are there are potentially opportunities out there for, for businesses if you set yourself up right, which is why I guess I come back to that it's important to have that plan in place. It's, it's important to look at ways for you to keep innovating and evolving. And, and if your plan's right, there's plenty of 
opportunities out there for businesses to take to ensure that they they, they move forward, I guess. Okay, thanks again. Again, great examples of, of you know, real life client um, experiences there and um, and a lot of technical stuff there from, from Jace as well. So lots of detail. So that's really good. That really brings to a close kind of the discussion points. Um, I just wanted to wrap up, I guess, with some themes that we're sort of dragging out there, I think. Um, if I pick the top three, um, I'd, I'd say it's imperative for business owners to really, really know their business, um, you know, the intricacies of that. Um, Michael, you just touched on it before, but know your numbers deeply and intricately, um, you know, just to make sure that you're making the right calls. Um, the other one there was early engagement with advisors and stakeholders, um, I think has never been more relevant. Um, and, and we're certainly encouraging all of our business owner clients to um, you know, engage with their financial stakeholders and their advisors, and, and obviously us as a financier, um, looking to stay really close, keep those lines of communication open. Um, the third one I think I really love is that there's lots of things that business owners can be doing to really take control um, you know, of their business despite the uncertainty in the market at the minute. I think, I think that's really empowering. Um, so I really hope that listeners enjoyed that. They feel empowered as they close out FY20 um, and, and head into FY21. Um, I'd like to acknowledge our guests again, uh, Michael Skinner, thank you, and Jace Gorn-Buckland, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Brett. Great to be with you. Hopefully we were able to share some insights of our experiences with our clients um, and I guess share with what we see as, as being critical and important for business owners to be looking at and considering in these, I guess, as you, as you said earlier, unprecedented, um, unprecedented times. Yeah, thanks, Brett. Um, and uh, I think that it's important just to mention here that um, that even though this isn't an ideal situation from an economic standpoint, um, it's it's a time for opportunity uh, and it's a time to maybe um, pivot your business or have a look at something new that you've been wanting to look at for a while and uh, and just haven't been able to get around to. This may be the opportunity to get onto that. So um, so it is it can be also considered a bit of an exciting time as well. So thanks for having us um, and it's been it's been great having a chat. Thank you and, uh, and thanks for listening today. If you feel that you'd like to continue the conversation, you can find myself, Michael and Jace on LinkedIn. Uh, and of course, Grant Thornton and Judo Bank can be found on the web. Thank you and goodbye. The company is the owner or licensee of all intellectual property rights in this podcast, including but not limited to the copyright and any rights in the designs. You are permitted to use the podcast for personal use, but not for commercial use without a license from us. You may not make any recordings of or otherwise copy the podcast.